Good morning, everyone. Do you know what this is? This is episode eight. <laughs> I made it to eight. And if you've been listening throughout this podcast, you'll know that I talked about in the first episode that most podcasts don't make it past episode seven. So that my goal was to at least get past seven. And here we are, number eight. So I did it. Although I can totally now see why seven is an easy place to stop because I was kind of like, do I have anything else to say? Do I really want to go edit another audio? Like, yes, Erica, you have to at least get to number eight. All right. Well, here I am and I'm super excited to get here. I have had something laid in my heart by God that I just feel like I need to share and I need to put out there. And I hope that you will join me in really thinking about this and the importance of it and what it looks like in our own life. It is the power of a word. We all know this is true. We've all heard the message like the power of the tongue. It can kill, it can destroy, and it can encourage, and it can build people up. Like our words are so powerful. And we've actually even probably been on both sides of that coin. We've probably received words that have really built us up and encouraged us. And we've probably even received words that have torn us down. Odds are we've been on the other side of that, of giving words that encourage. And unfortunately, we've probably even given words that have torn other people down. So we know how important our words are. Today, I want to talk about a specific word and not one necessarily in terms of friendship and relationship, but in one that I think is super important for not only our culture, but our faith. It is the word truth. Have you ever had one of those experiences where you've noticed something for the first time, or at least made like a mental note of something that you've already been aware of, and now you see it everywhere. Like, hey, I'm thinking about buying this car, and now I see that car everywhere I drive. Or, you know, I'm waiting for a FedEx package, and now all I see are FedEx trucks everywhere, where all of a sudden we are in tune to something, and now we're being inundated with it. For me, this week, and actually probably the last couple weeks, has been the word truth, and how much I've noticed the word truth used in so many different ways and circumstances and meanings. And it's made me kind of stop back and go, well, wait a second. Does that work? Does the word truth actually work in this scenario? Like maybe we don't have all of the right words in the English language to completely describe everything that we're feeling. Although I think we probably do. But I've been kind of listening and paying attention to how often I hear truth and going, huh, that's not right. (laughs) Like That's not really used in the right way there. So I want to talk to you about the importance of the word truth and in our culture and how I've been noticing it used a lot lately. So during the safer at home order, my kids, myself, we've been watching way too much TV. I think if we're honest, I think we've all probably been on social media, computers, TVs a lot more than we maybe are proud to say. (laughs) Okay, I'm not going to speak for you, but around here I have been. So The show The Office has been introduced. My oldest has already seen it, and she started showing it to her younger younger two daughters. Isn't it funny how things are very, very different when you sit there and you watch them with your kids, and you're like, hmm, you know, this is actually really full of sexual innuendos, and I don't think this is appropriate. I don't think we should be watching this anymore. So let's turn off The Office reruns. But before we got to the point where we turned off The Office reruns, came across the episode toward the end of the show where Pam and Jim are having marriage problems and they seek out marriage counseling and obnoxiously through almost a whole episode you hear them going back and forth all ridiculously sweet thank you Jim for sharing your truth 
I would now like to share my truth. And it is da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Well, thank you, Pam, for your truth in that situation. I appreciate it. I hear it. And my truth is da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And it hit me. I was like, really? Is truth the best word to be used? The best concept and idea to be used in this scenario? And I was kind of like, hmm, probably not. And then kind of moved on. Then earlier this week, I was walking in the morning with my dog and listening to a podcast of a Christian speaker who I really like and have learned a ton from. And in the podcast, she and her co-host are talking about, yeah, and I heard her speak her truth so beautifully that it just encouraged all of us to speak our truths. And then I was able to really share my truth. And I was kind of like, now, wait a second. We cannot just throw this word truth around like crazy and use it as a substitute for words like experience or understanding or feelings or belief and not expect something to happen to the word truth itself. When we start using the word truth as all of these other things, like as a blanket word, it totally loses what it is. Truth. For lack of a better definition, because I didn't look it up, but my understanding, I think how I think we all kind of look at the word truth is, it's kind of black or white. It is or it isn't. It happened or it didn't. It's right or it's wrong. Like when we're asking someone what is the truth, we are looking for the accurate account of what actually happened. Not what you believe happened, what, not what you feel like happened, not like your understanding of it. No, 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 but what actually took place. So truth it, to me is very, it's a cut and a dry. There's not a gray in truth. It is or it isn't. There's a gray in all those other things. There can be a gray in your feelings and your emotions and your understanding and even in, and even in your belief, but not when it comes to truth. And I just see us using this word truth in this culture in a, wor- in a way that completely minimizes how powerful the idea of truth is. As Christians, as believers, we have to be super careful about this. And I feel so very strongly that we need to be paying attention how we use the word truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. As believers, our foundation is in the truth that Jesus, the Son of God, was sent to this earth to be a living sacrifice, to save us from ourselves, from our sin, to take us from this separated existence from God into the right standing and relationship with him. That's the truth. That is Jesus. And when we start throwing truth around like it's candy and just using it however it seems okay at the time, we take away from the power of what it means in our faith and even in our culture. And I think when it comes to the culture We need to be (laughs) like on high alert in how we use truth in our culture and how we accept this word truth in our culture. We are confusing the word truth with belief. I think we use it because we want to be loving and kind and gentle and accepting. And it seems that the best way to do that is like, oh, well, that's your truth. Speak your truth. Okay, we do need to be, and we are called to be, and God tells us to be kind and loving and gentle and accepting. That's, a, that's imperative. Like, that's not even a question. Those are things we are told to do. It doesn't mean that we call it all truth because it makes it easier 
for someone to feel loved if you tell them, well, that's your truth. Like, speak your truth. I want people to tell me their experience. Tell me your experience. Tell me your understanding. Tell me your belief. Tell me your feelings. Those are the words that are appropriate in the ways that I think we are overusing the words truth. We are confusing truth and belief. Big time right now. And it's super important that we acknowledge this. We have all believed things over time that may have proved out to be false and not be true. So belief and truth do not equal each other. They are very different. So for Pam and for Jim, it might have been best for them to say, Jim, I need to tell you what I'm feeling right now is, and even maybe a little bit stronger, like what I'm believing right now is this, because our emotions and our circumstances, they absolutely influence our belief. I have believed so many things about myself based on feelings to be false, to be lies, but I believe them. So we're very capable of believing untruths. But we cannot call a belief, an understanding, a feeling, truth, because we take the power of the word truth away. Something very common right now in our culture is the phrase, truth is relative. I've heard it in sermons. I've heard it on Christian podcasts. So let's talk about this phrase, truth is relative, which would say that It's what is true for you is true for you, but what's true for me is true for me. And as I'm kind of talking about, we know that that can't possibly be true because two different things cannot be truth. If someone were to say, well, truth is relative, I think the very natural question then would be to follow up, well, so is that true or is that relative, that statement? I mean, it's completely self-refuting. Truth can't be relative. You cannot have a square circle You cannot have a married bachelor. Truth cannot be relative. However, our belief absolutely can be. So what I think is super important for us is to start acknowledging that we are using truth in the place of belief. Well, I believe this, and you believe that, but by throwing the word truth at it, we're actually trying to make it a little bit stronger so that people can't come back and argue with us because how can people argue with truth? Because if it's true, it's true, right? It's black and white. So we all know that kind of this idea of truth is maybe the showstopper. Like, it's true. That's it. Conversation over. So in order to avoid maybe pushback or confrontation, we've started using, well, it's true for me, as if then the argument or the discussion stops. And I think that it successfully does a lot of times. The problem is, is that we need to see it for what it is, and we confuse belief for truth. And as a culture... This is a big, scary problem. As Christians, we need to be 100% aware of this confusion, and we need to be cautious, and we need to teach our children the difference between truth and belief, or truth and feelings, or truth and understanding. Like, well, I understand it this way, or this is what I believe, or this is what I'm feeling in the moment. Those three things do not equal truth. And to use the phrase, well, that's my truth, In my book, it's not okay. It is a disservice to those around us, to the culture around us, and to our faith. You may not agree with me on this one. (laughs) You just may not. But I want to challenge you to really think through the difference between truth and belief. I really want to challenge you to think about what the difference between those words implies and what that looks like in our culture and in our faith. 
it is a way to minimize God. It is a way to minimize Christianity, Jesus, and the power of the gospel. When we allow everything else to be called truth, it takes away what truth actually is, and we need to protect it. And it needs to be deeply rooted in our hearts. And we need to acknowledge that we have a lot of beliefs. And if you are not sure if they are true, then you go after the truth. You search for the truth. You pray for it. You ask God for wisdom. You get into scripture. You read. You listen to podcasts. You seek out people that may haven't the answer or can at least explain it a little bit better so that you can figure out what is true. This is where God says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Our mind is to be engaged. Our mind does have to do this work of going from feelings to understanding to belief and then to truth. What? is true. The age-old question, the hardest question for a lot of people. Yeah, well, what is true? And many people will say, well, I don't think we can know the answer to that. And that makes me really sad. (laughs) I mean, it's heartbreaking. So what do you believe? And what do you know to be true? Meditate on that today, on the truth of Jesus and what he's given us and the gospel and what this culture and what this world needs from that. And it is not for us to just call everything truth, to make everybody happy, or to avoid conflict, but to call belief belief, to call understanding understanding. Our feelings are feelings. If you want to tell your truth, you need to tell the truth of the gospel. If that is what you carry in your heart, if that is who you believe God is in you, that he saved you, and that he is your Lord and your Savior, that's the truth you tell. That's what we are called to go out and to tell others. Oh, but tell your story. Tell your understanding. Tell and share your experiences and all of the things that you have learned and call them that. Let's reserve the word truth for Jesus.